Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 189. When you create, you're not walking blindly. You're deepening your faith. Now, uh, first of all, uh, this depending, obviously depending on when you listen to this episode, but for those of you that are listening to it on the day of its launch, it is January 1st, uh, 2024. And I wanted to share the, these thoughts. It was a, a post that I had done on, um, on Instagram. And one of the lines in there I was talking about was that, you know, you're not walking blindly, even when you are, um, when you're going off your intuition, when you're going off your creativity, when you're, when you're taking a chance on something that feels like a calling or different than what you, you know, kind of are quote unquote supposed to do, right? It's actually a deepening of your faith. You're not walking blindly. You're actually trusting yourself more than you realize. And the, the post, I'm going to read you the post and then it's more so the caption and I want to talk about the caption, but the, the post itself was a, a quick snippet video. And I said, point of view, you started seeing more results when you, and I then gave 10 points. Here are the 10 points. You prioritized your time. You worked on your craft. You focused on your output. You stayed in your lane. You executed your dreams. That's the first five. Now the back five are you listen to your intuition. You spend time with God. You trusted your path, you followed your calling and you deepened your faith. And so I want to talk about, you know, the, the caption complemented this because on the front side, I'm talking about what are some of your activities, your actions, well, when you prioritize your time, you know, that's, uh, that's going to change everything. That's why we talk about that so much because we only have so much time in a day, but we can actually do more in less time when it's very well-directed energy. What happens when you work on your craft? You're deepening your relationship with your skill set. And then it obviously also helps your your output, right? And so that allows you then when you when you're focusing more on your output, you're less concerned with the inputs of the world, like all the other things that are, you know, can bombard us and distract us. And, you know, staying in your lane, okay? Well, it's so <clears throat> It's so easy to have the shiny object syndrome. So many people are doing so many different things, especially if you're, you know, you're having a moment of like, I want to do a lot of different things. There's nothing wrong with that. There's tons of things I want to do and we have to pace ourselves. So we have to mold and shape this lane that we're driving uh, versus, you know, looking out for, or versus getting caught up in shiny object syndrome. And then the back, the back five that I was talking about, which is, I said, you listen to your intuition, um, you know, in, in doing so, you're developing this practice, this call and response internally between where do I need to go? What feels right? And then when you couple that with spending time with God, spending time rooted in yourself in the morning and any time of the day where you're just like, all right, you know what? Let me sit with myself for a minute. Let me sit with God for a minute. Let me, let me ask the right questions. Just, just even asking questions internally, you'll be surprised at what comes through. And then the more you do these things, coupled with the first five, don't you begin to really just trust your path? You're going to see results when you trust your path, when you follow your calling, when you deepen that faith. All of these things yield a perfect outcome of results. Now, when I say perfect, I don't, you know, I don't mean like perfection. I just mean like 
it's inevitable. And so I, so to that, here's what the, uh, the caption I had written for this post said, I said, this is your reminder. Your path is precisely why you're here. I know everyone wants change. I know everyone wants stability. I know everyone wants to make an impact in some way. And I know everyone wants to pursue their own path. These four things were what I opened with. Stability is a very funny word because notice how everything that I said in the 10 things that brought you results, that brings stability. A lot of times the physical world associates that with, oh, well, how much money are you bringing in? Money can come and money can go. I can tell you as an entrepreneur, very much living in life that can happen. You can have emergencies you never even thought of that all of a sudden happened. God forbid, but they happen, right? So this is all about, you know, change and, and internal stability, character development, right? Um, making an impact and pursuing your path. When you do these 10 things or a variation of them or even a few of them, because they all kind of end up intermingling and leading to each other, you'll get your answers. And so I, I said your path was given to you for a reason, but you may have to let go of how that looks to others and learn to trust yourself more as well as your intuition in God. And here's a perspective shift. And this is what I wanted to discuss. Let's talk about time for a second. First one, you're not being inconsiderate for prioritizing your time. You're being respectful to you and everyone else. Now, I want to discuss each of these. So like I, I, what I'm doing is I'm basically starting off with what I have seen happens. Sometimes we feel like, oh, well, if I'm not giving enough time to everybody else, am I being selfish? There's being, in my opinion, there's being self-centered and then there's the appropriate selfish and the appropriate version of selfish, which is you are trying to maximize what you do every day and how that affects everyone else. But if you give away all of your time, remember, and we've done episodes on that before, including one where I said, like, are you stealing time from God? Which came from a very great conversation that I had with a, a dear friend of mine when he brought that up. And I thought that was so, it was such an interesting take because he was saying sort of like, you know, it's like we're given all this great, um, you know, tools or time to do certain things for our own path, but are we giving it away to others by constantly like trying to, you know, enable others or build their thing or only help them. And this isn't to say like you working for somebody else and not working for somebody else or entrepreneurship. It's not, it's not that it's just, how are you using your time? And he was saying, are you stealing time from God? Is that time that you should have spent doing the things that you know are good for you? Like, and for the world you are here to, to birth and create. And so I wanted to say to you, you're not being inconsiderate for prioritizing your time. You're being respectful to you and everybody else. You're saying, listen, I want to maximize me in this world to benefit all of you from my output and delivery of what I'm here to do. And when you take that perspective, it's easier to say no. <laughs> it's easier to turn people down in a very healthy manner. Like, it's not you. It really is me. Like, I want, I wish I could help you. I want to help you more, but I'm going to help you in a different way from some of the work that I need to do for me right now, which will come through me out into the world. The second point I brought up, which is you're not disinterested in other people's work. You're being masterful of your own craft. Sometimes when we are not, you know, to the second point of working on your craft, sometimes we get very distracted by other people's stuff. Oh, you know what? Let me put down my stuff. Let me just constantly keep helping your stuff. Let me just, you know, I want to show interest. I want to show you that I'm listening. Yes, there's a time for always being present with others, especially your loved ones and your circle and your family, your spouse, your partner, your, you know, your friends, whoever. There's always that time for sure. 
I don't want, this was more about, I don't want you thinking that because if you're giving yourself more time to work on your work, that it makes you look like you're disinterested in what others are doing. And then they, maybe they feel like you're not as accessible or that you're not around as much. You can let them know, listen, your, your stuff is important to me. And I want to always make time to be present, to listen to it when we, when we meet or when we talk. However, at the rest of the time I'm dedicated, I've got to be in on my work. And I've always used the analogy. <clears throat> if any one of your friends said right now they were training for the Olympics four years from now, not one of you would get in their way. You'd be like, you need to get back in the gym. Not one of you would get in their way. You'd probably be like, oh, it's the Olympics. It's Olympics. Please go, go. I, I don't want to get, I, you know, please. I don't want to, I don't want to distract you. Well, we're all running the Olympics. It's called life. So whatever your craft is, treat it like the Olympics. The next point, the third one, you're not being absent from the world. You're being focused on what you contribute. This was in relation to focused on your output, right? You're not being absent from the world. You're not withdrawing. It's okay. Sometimes I, I'm speaking from, you know, experience from years ago and, and just in general, what I've heard from a lot of people. Oh, well, like, you know, I don't, if I'm so isolated, that am I, am I not like being as present with other people in the world? Am I not doing enough? You know, et cetera, you know, no. You're being focused on what you're going to contribute to the world. That takes time. That takes sometimes alone, sometimes with teams, sometimes with, you know, a lot of times, all times with God, with your intuition, with your, with you, you know, quieting the mind. You're focused on your output. In order to be focused on your output, you have to really manage the inputs. And I mean, really manage them. So you're not, it's not that you're being, and then sometimes people say, well, then you know, it seems like I'm withdrawing too much from the world. Like, no, 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 no. You're not, you're not like being absent from the world. You still have to obviously know what's going on and be somewhat present. You're just trying to be focused on what you are contributing to this world. Then the fourth one that I mentioned on that list, staying in your lane this is a big one. <laughs> you're not opting out of all the opportunities that are out there, right? From the shiny object syndrome. There might be some really beneficial opportunities. Sometimes people are afraid FOMO, right? The fear of missing out on some of these opportunities. No, 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 no. You're not opting out of them. You're creating them from your lane. Those are very different energies. When you are in creativity, when you are in motion of your, the mission of you and building upon all of the good traits within you and, and developing those traits and developing those habits and developing your work and doing all these things, what do you think is going to happen? Of course, you're going to attract opportunities. And then it's about understanding what kind of opportunities do you want to align with? Because, you know, I get opportunities presented all the time. I just don't take a majority of them, if not like nearly most of them, because it's they may not be what I'm looking for, or what I want to be aligned with. But I'll know when I see them, both from intuition and from clarity. So you're not being absent from the world. You're being focused on what you contribute. And then the fifth one uh, of the first, you know, the first five executed your dreams. So, again, this was a uh, point of view. You started seeing more results when you executed your dreams. And the reason I brought this one up is because of a lot of reasons. It's very easy. So I said, you're not talking about what you want to do because you're secretive. That's not why you're not talking about it. You simply just want to execute your ideas. We've talked about this one before about there is scientific study that you can actually get dopamine rushes from talking about your ideas. And it'll give you the same feeling as if you actually executed your ideas, which is why a lot of times people will talk about something and then not actually execute because they already got kind of the, 
you know, the dopamine release, the, the high, if you will, the natural high from just talking about it. So when you're in execution mode of your ideas, you're often at times talking a lot less. Your work is talking for itself. Well, when that happens, it's I've seen people say like, oh, you know, you seem withdrawn or not to me. But I mean, maybe years ago, but like a lot of people I'm around are the same. But um, but I've heard people complain or, or or worry about, well, when they've been sold, oh, you know, they seem like they're less accessible or they don't really talk about their stuff. Why are they being so secretive? And I've actually given people advice where I said, you know, maybe your brother, sister or your friend or your, you know, whatever or like whoever it is, maybe it's not that so much they're being secretive. Maybe they're just in execution mode and they're like, well, yeah, but you know, wouldn't they want to talk about it? And I said, maybe, but there's also a puzzle piece building that's going on. When you're in creation and execution, you yourself are in discovery and observation. You're trying to figure out what's happening. You're trying to figure out what's going on. You're like, this is starting to make sense. They're still trying to make sense of it, but they're also following their intuition. Remember the title of this episode, when you create, you're not, you're, you're not walking blindly. You're deepening your faith. You are in execution mode of an idea. So it is challenging you to new perspectives, to new answers, to new observations, new things that you might not have thought of. So. Yeah. So when I said point of view, you started seeing more results when you, the top five were, well, the first five, not the top five, the first five were prioritize your time, worked on your craft, focused on your output, stayed in your lane, executed your dreams. Now the back five, which are my favorite starting with number six, you listened to your intuition. And what I said there is it's not that you're, it's not, you're, you're not disinterested in other people's ideas. You're just dedicated to following your gut. You're not disinterested in listening to other people, right? You're just dedicated to following your gut. Why is this important? Because intuition knows it's very, and sometimes people will align. They'll give you advice that's very much aligned with your intuition. And it just so happens you'll be like, oh, thank you. You know, that, that's what I thought, you know, or you're like, oh, that's what I was looking for. Like you already knew it. You already knew it. But it's funny because when people are not aligned with your intuition, you either, you can maybe even be tempted to take it or, you know, just you, they may have a good idea, but maybe it's not really applicable to you. And then that can also kind of detour you a little bit. You're never fully detoured because, you know, we're still going to end up, I believe where we're supposed to, but you know, um, so when you stop maybe listening too much to all of the external world's ideas, um, you know, I, I get it. The world might think like, Oh, you know, you're not interested in my ideas. It's like, no, I, I always love listening to other people. I do. And I like listening and taking it all in and always being an active, uh, participatory listener. Um, plus you, you, you never know where somebody that's, that's the beauty in, in your humility. You'll find that you might just hear the right piece that was missing for something that, you know, your intuition has been trying to tell you. So that's a beautiful thing, but I don't want you to ever like feel guilty if you're not necessarily listening to, um, you know, so many other people's ideas while you're dedicated to following your intuition. Now, again, I strongly caution here. This is not being stubborn. This is not being not open to, you know, good information. This is not being closed off and arrogant. This is, I'm just saying it's more about um, when, let's say, you know, you have a parent that says, oh, you know, don't you think you, you should go to law school? But you're actually thinking like, no, actually, I really think I, I want to go into farming, you know? And they're like, oh, you know, but, you know, law school is this, you know, and it's like, so it's not that you're not interested in their ideas. It's just that you're dedicated to following your intuition. And so if you can kind of take that perspective shift, it will ease the pain sometimes of maybe, you know, I think people worry about letting down parents, letting down, you know, whoever it might be. Right. 
Okay. Well, then the number seven, my favorite, spent time with God. So point of view, you started seeing more results when you spent time with God. So for me, I mentioned, um, I said, you're not talking less to others because you're antisocial. You're just giving more time to God. I'm not antisocial, although over the years I've become what they call a social introvert. Um, I like people very much. I just don't interact so much all the time at all the events, all the networking, all the, you know, because I, I like to preserve my energy and I like to, I love my home. I love, I love creating. I love my circle. I love, you know, my activities. I love doing certain things, you know, um, and managing that energy. Um, but most of all, I love giving that extra time to God. For me, it's giving extra time to God. For you, it could be, you know, to, you know, your soul. It could be to your, you know, um, to just yourself as a whole, like in terms of just sitting with yourself and, and, and doing extra things that are really healthy for you. Right. And so I, I in case anybody, you know, it's, you could be like, Oh, you're so antisocial or you're, you're always at home or you're always doing this. You're always doing that. It's like, oh, I'm not antisocial. You're not, you're not talking less to them because you're antisocial. You're just giving more time to God. You're giving more time to yourself, more time to your ideas, more time to, to doing things. Um, but I, for me, I said, you're giving, I'm giving more time to God because I've noticed I get answers and clarity so much faster. You know, I'm just, I ask questions. I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, and then I'll be like on the lookout for the answers. Either they're either instant or throughout the day. And I'm like, huh, well, there's the answer. That's cool. And I like that. I love clarity. How could you not love clarity? We all love clarity, right? So, um, big consideration on that one. Then I said, number eight, trusted your path. Saw the results because you trusted your path. You're not doubting other paths. There's lots of great paths out there. It's just that you're trusting yours, right? So when you create, you're not walking blindly. You're deepening your faith. When you are creating your path, creating your lane, working on something that you believe in, right? You're deepening your faith. You're trusting yours. You're building trust within yourself. And, uh, you know, number nine, I said was follow your, you know, you, you, you started seeing more results when you followed your calling, right? Um, I said, you're not doubting good opportunities. There's lots of opportunities out there. There's good opportunities everywhere. You're just following your calling and making the right ones align. That's the difference. It's a big difference. You're trying to make sure there's lots of opportunities out there. Lots of opportunities. Be careful of you know, the, the temptation of instant gratification from them for any number of areas of what you're trying to achieve. And instead think through them and be like, mm, but is it really like, if you could wait that little extra time, I'm telling you, I get it. Everybody wants it fast, especially if they're in dire circumstances, but this is how faith works. This like that little extra time, the details, seeing if things align, do you like their character? Does it feel right with your soul? All these little things. If you can wait just a little bit longer, it pays off. It's, you know, I'll tell you what, here's a great perspective shift right here. Maybe it's not so much yet the uh, quote unquote reward or the gratification from the thing, the life or whatever that you're, you're, you're moving towards, but it could have also been what did it save you from, from waiting a little extra. So one of the things that I've gotten very grateful for in seasons of waiting as I've been building and growing is all the things that I did not, I did not end up getting into because I waited. Because when I see some of the things that happened with other opportunities, other situations, other experiences, and I wasn't a part of it, I avoided that. I avoided that extra chaos, that extra stress. So that's a gift too, 
Why aren't we celebrating that gift? Celebrate that. That's a gift. You're like, oh, you know what? I didn't end up having any of that as much chaos as I could have. So thank God, right? And then the final one deepens your faith. You started seeing more results when you deepened your faith, which is really the whole thing I had said that when you create, you're not walking blindly. You're deepening your faith. When you create, when you go, well, the reason I said create is because creating is, well, if I'm trying to prioritize my time, then I'm deciding, I'm creating a life based around what I want to do with it. If I'm working on my craft, I'm learning how to create using my craft. If I'm focused on my output, what I create is what I, I'm bringing from something, from nothing to something and putting it into the world. If I'm staying in my lane, I'm creating what that speed is like, what that marathon is like, what that, like that race for me is like. If I'm executing my dreams, I'm in creativity. I'm in creation mode. If I'm listening to my intuition, right? I'm, I'm moving and creating my life in step to step from that intuition. If I'm spending time with God, the creator, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, and if we're made in the image of God, like, aren't we creators? We're co-creation, right? When you create it, you're not walking blindly. You're deepening your faith. You're actually like getting your answers. You're actually seeing the outcomes. You're actually seeing the results. You're, 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 you're creating this life step by step by step by step, right? When you're trusting your path, it means you're creating it. And you're following your calling, you're creating it. You're creating from it, I should say. So as you go into a new year, this is how I ended the caption. As you go into a new year, trust yourself more than you give yourself credit. Trust yourself more than maybe you give yourself credit. Because even as you walk in your path with faith, as you develop that, you're not walking blindly. Give yourself credit. You're actually taking steps. You're trusting yourself. You are leaning into the unknown and welcoming to receive what is trying to get to you. And if you do it very presently and attentively and, um, you know, with keen observation, you'll see everything you need to see. That's why I ended that question. I said, walk by faith, not by sight and see what happens. Happiest of New Year's to all of you. Um, you know, again, you may listen to this a year from now. <laughs> you may listen to this. It could be June. No matter when or or how you end up at this episode, whether you were listening to this, <clears throat> excuse me, on January 1st, 2024, right now, <clears throat> excuse me, or any other time in your life that you make your way to this episode, wherever you are in the world, may you be filled with blessings for the new year, clarity of mind, pursuit of your path, receiver of your health and abundance and a protector of peace. That's what I wish for you, no matter where you are, no matter when you listen to this. I appreciate you guys tuning in every single week. We have definitely grown. We've grown online. We've grown on the podcast. We've grown on the newsletter, the email, um, show notes for all the applicable links. Clarity Workshop, we're up to like 1,300 or so people in there. It's crazy. It's Listen, guys, it's a year. Get in your clarity. Be very clear this year. See through the thick of things, okay? Like, you know, use your own discernment, right? But check out the Clarity Workshop. Uh, check out the recommended reading list. I keep adding to it. And then also uh, Write Design Build Workshop uh, is in there as well, including some other links to the newsletter, the texting community. I appreciate you guys as always. Please leave a five-star written review on Apple and a five-star rating on Spotify and any other platforms. 
Thank you for tuning in to every single episode. Here's to a beautiful new year. Until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in. And you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.